for 50 years, Eva, an alien from planet Rikos, has lived in human form on Earth as Kyle Johnson. When Eva gets into a fight at the sewage treatment plant where he works, he is put into jail. A jailer overhears Ebar trying to contact his home planet and tells the authorities. Ebar is sent to the psychiatric ward of Buffalo County Hospital for evaluation, where he eventually comes under the care of Jeremy Slater. Jeremy is a young mental health professional, and Ebar's case is his first assignment. No one believes that Ebar is an alien. More to the point, everyone thinks he's crazy. After working with his patient for a month, Jeremy begins to believe Ibar truly is who he says he is, and concocts a plan. If Ibar will quit talking about being an alien and pretend he is human, Jeremy will work with him so he can get released from the hospital and go on living his life. Ibar agrees. Jeremy's egotistical boss, Dr. Richard Andrews, has other ideas. He and a friend at the Pentagon have come up with a plan of their own. Andrews will take over the case and announce to the world that Ebar really is an alien. Andrews figures it will make him famous. His plan is to keep Ebar locked up and study him for the rest of his life. Jeremy is appalled. He and Ebar have become friends, and he can't allow Andrews to take control of his friend's life. Aided by co-worker Julie and her partner Ren, the four of them go on the run, with thugs sent by the Pentagon in hot pursuit. This is a story about good and evil, and is a mirror held up to the times we live in. Ultimately though, it is a story of friendship, a friendship that changes the lives of both Eva and Jeremy forever. Jim Bates's Alien of Orchard Lake. Get your copy now at MythMart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. We are back after a mid-season break. You know, we always need it. It's time to relax and unwind. And it's kind of towards the end of summer, too, so it gets really hot. I don't want to sit in this crampy room when it's hot out because we don't even have air conditioning which really really sucks um but anyways yeah we're back we're here to do our show now right that's what it is it's been a while so you'll have to forgive me um so i'm kevin one of your hosts and joining me today on the other side of the camera on the other side of the zoom over there uh the co-host of my public life as american nerd the unofficial co-host but still the co-host mr christian nakorda how are you doing today sir I am doing good. Uh, it is an honor to be here. It's good to be back. Hello, everybody. Yeah. It's been a while. We were talking a little bit before, but I think the last things we talked about on this podcast were was was the Barbenheimer weekend and the massive box office. And we had watched both movies. Or I, did you watch? Did you watch Barbie? You watched both. Right? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. That okay. was a crazy weekend. It was also on Comic Con weekend, which was uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's that right. Crazy. Yeah, no, that that's crazy. It was a lot of fun. That was a fun weekend. But yeah, it's been that long since we've been back. So since we've recorded an episode, of course, we've done other things since. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. for for those of you guys listening, um, Kevin and I have never officially met um, until this summer, oh. this past summer. We got to finally meet. I got to meet that's the whole right. family. Uh, these guys came down to Southern yeah. California 
Sunny, sunny. I say that in quotations because it was rainy, not really rainy, too. We came down during the tropical storm. Yeah, it was only like a day, right? It was a day. Yeah, it was a day. And it was still a fun day. That was the day I got to see you guys. So that was really fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we didn't. We had never met in person. Um, Christian was kind enough to pick us up from the airport on like midnight. Then, you know, the night we got there and then, yeah, we hung out that Monday at Disneyland. That was a lot of fun. See, we had a that's blast. how you know we have good friends. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a joy. It was a blast. And can't wait to do it again, man. We're going to yes. do it again. Um, we're going to be down there. Um, we're already making plans for whether or not we get tickets or not. We're making plans for San Diego Comic-Con already to go down there at least for the weekend to see how everything goes. Yeah. Ticket or not in hand, we're still going to go check it out. It's a safe bet. It's a safe bet. Yeah, I'm so stoked. And of course, also joining us, I forgot to mention him. I'm sorry. You heard his voice earlier. My son, Elijah. How you doing today? Doing good. Passing all my classes. Passing all hey, your classes. Congrats. Last I heard was barely passing all your classes he had one doesn't matter if it's by a mile or an inch i'm still passing yeah that's true that's true you are still passing with that d plus c minus but you know what this kid he's got to keep his grades up because if he doesn't he can't play video games for his break so that's his motivation that's his motivation to stay current just has to be up by the break it just has to be up yeah that's true that's true just let's let spider-man be your motivation exactly oh whoa 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 I mean, yeah. Oh. But, whoa. Oh, what? Oh, cyberpunk. I forgot. You're yeah, still... he's he's on a cyberpunk kick right now. Yeah. Sp- Spider-Man Two will be next, and if he, oh, for sure. I I've seen movement from that game, and it's bonkers. If, if he succeeds in school and he's doing good, I might possibly see a Spider-Man Two in his stocking in the near future. But we'll Ooh. see. We'll see what happens, but it all it all depends. But no, he's been doing really good, and I'm really proud of him. He's been passing somehow all passing tests and everything, math still passing math and all that fun stuff, and that's that's awesome. That's amazing. So proud of you. So proud of you. Um, on today's show, everyone, we're going to be talking about a uh, few things. Um, we're going to be talking about Blink One Eighty Two. They just came out with a new album, and I am super oh, stoked about man. it. And it's amazing. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Taylor Swift dominating. Um, again, in a totally different medium than she usually does. Um, talk about some release dates. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Flowers or what's 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 the movie called? Killers of the Flower, Killers of the Flower Moon, um, which neither one of us, neither none of us have seen. But I have thoughts already without even seeing it. I'm not judging it before I see it. It has nothing to do with the plot. Um, so we will talk about that. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about horror, a little bit. Later on in the show, the show is going to be coming out just in time for Halloween. Um, so listen, if there's everyone has their movie traditions, their favorite movies, their go to's around Halloween time, around spooky season. But it's always nice to kind of throw some out there that, you know, not maybe not everyone has heard of. Maybe not everyone considers part of spooky season, but I do. We do at our house. And and uh, I love to talk about those a little bit and just kind of throw those out there. See if you guys, you know, if you guys haven't checked them out to definitely check them out. Um, and I want to thank you guys for checking out the show. Thank you guys for listening. Wherever you're listening, make sure to hit that like and subscribe or subscribe button. Let us know you love us and you'll get new episodes when they drop right away. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So let's get into it, guys. Let's talk about Blink-182. It's been a long time since we've got a new album with the original trio, trio intact. Um, it's been since Neighborhoods, which was released in 2014, I want to say. which Almost 10 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Of course, you have Tom, like Tom. I think Tom gets a lot of slack, uh, you know, a lot of flack for leaving the band. I think um, he, you know, he wanted to, he had other stuff he wanted to do. And he's even said before, he never wanted to leave the band. It just kind of they wanted to move on without him and he was kind of doing his own thing. He started to the stars, which was a, it's a multi, you know, uh, transmedia company that focuses on comic books, movies, um, documentaries, and actual novels um, with kind of the main goal in mind, kind of bringing um, the subject of UFOs into the public and making it a little bit less taboo. (laughs) Uh, Of course it's him. Yeah. I mean, Listen, since disclosure happened this past, some disclosure happened this past summer, 
you know, there's all the shirts online that I, I really, really, I need a Tom was right shirt. I really, really, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, Enema of the state, he was singing about aliens, aliens exist. And I need that Tom was right shirt. Um, anyways, hey, he's also doing angels and airwaves. Like he's, he's kind of got his own successful career besides, you know, on the side of blink. Um, Can I yeah, just uh, say, I, I know this isn't really a hot take. I, I'm super team Tom. I, I've always 100%. beginning like Tom does like to me is ex- the exciting one. Angels and yeah. airwaves like ooh. Dude, it's boxcar also, racer. Like, I love too. Yeah, boxcar racer. Like I don't know. And and again, it, there's something about I love Mark too. But it's just like there's something about when it's his song. And I'm like, oh, it's a it's a Mark song. And when it's a Tom song, it's like oh, it's a t-. like it's you know 100%. like 100. When I was a kid, like Tom's voice, like I can't live, <laughs> I can't breathe. Like, where are that, you like, where are you like i love it um but like mark has like the really like it's just like the, it's always like the bubbly really poppy yeah like even on this like my least favorite song sounds like like an enema of the state song oh yeah everything else sounds like this like new evolved elevated and then they have to throw in the one like i'm like okay but they had they did have like a dude ranch song that felt very oh. dude ranchy. Uh yeah. and I loved that one. That one was fantastic. Dude, anyway, so many songs of- out this. No, no, you're good, man. You're good because that's what we're gonna be talking about the new album one more time. You know, that Tom's back. Um, they kind of have this sorry about the dogs if you hear them in the background. My wife just came home. So um Eli's gonna go check on them real quick right before they start. Um before they start acting up too much. Anyways, uh they came out with one more time. Tom's back and it's it's this album like I freaking like I love this album. Like I genuinely love this album. Um I think it's just like you said, right? Like it's this new thing, this new kind of transcendent kind of um it does everything. It, it I've written a review of it, of, of it. Check it out on pastramination.com. But the way I describe it, it feels like a greatest hits album with brand new songs, right? So it feels like their whole career combined into one album. And it just, it flows perfectly. And it's so transcendent. And it's so um, beautifully um it's introspective but also very fun like they they you know neighborhoods have this problem where you can tell they all kind of wanted to do their different things and there was no common goal it it didn't feel like there was a common way it was like no cohesiveness it was like tom was going to do an angels and airwave song you know mark kind of wanted to do a blink 182 song but also maybe plus 44 kind of make it a little bit of everything um and it just was kind of this weird hodgepodge it has some really great songs don't get me wrong like i i do like that album um it's not one of my favorites but um it just felt all over the place and not cohesive this one feels cohesive it feels like they should it feels like where they should be in their career right now it feels like the perfect amount of of um you know, like I said, introspection, but also, you know, I hate to use their own thing, but, you know, I guess this is growing up, right? Like, this is like them growing up and, you know, bringing their own unique spin on what growing up is and what growing up means and the nostalgia aspect of it, too. Uh, you know, and this album deals a lot with anxiety and stress and kind of not accomplishing your dreams, like, you know, these dreams being dead and stuff like that. But the album, even though it does that, it always tells you like, hey, you can still do that. Like, it's okay. No matter how old you are, look at us. Like, we're still old. We're still trying to figure out our shit. Um, and that's a beautiful, that's one thing that I love about it. Um, but like you said, there's they take from so many different albums. And when it is a Mark song, I do tend to daze out a little bit. Um, you know, he's, I like them all together as a cohesive unit. But I'm way more like Team Tom than Team Mark for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I think the album this actually might be my favorite Blink album. Like I I think it's too soon for me to say that. Uh, I you know I've only really given it one like really good listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, it kind of does this crazy thing. I know like as I texted you, you texted me about the album, and then a couple of days later, once I finally. Mm-hmm. I can listen to it. I texted you back. So it opens up with a song called Anthem Part Three. And mm-hmm. like if even if if you're an old Blink fan, even if you're not in the mood, 
this will get you in the mood. Like it's so just perfectly brings you back. Like you don't even need to yep. be in the vibe. It's got it. It'll take care of that for you. Um. So which is kind of amazing how it did that because it it has this kind of crescendo. It like builds, um, from the beginning of it. By the way, Travis, what the, bro, like, oh what? Travis famously, if you guys don't know this, used to like have like a five or a three piece drum set. Like, how much? How are you making so much sound with so little? Like, I don't understand Travis. He's an alien. Practice. No, it's a this is a different yeah. level. He, they, they, Travis's skill level, like, it takes other people like a 12 piece drum set to do what he does with a four piece. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I, he has a lot of like real bold rhythms in here. There are some things where it's like right from the beginning, it's like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, same thing. Uh, it's, it's, I, I just get really excited anytime I hear Tom's voice, but, uh, there, there's just some like real mature stuff happening, I think, um, in this album. So, um, I, here's, here's, let me just kind of back this up really quick. Um, I, I am, Filipino from Southern California, born and raised here. So, yeah. and I grew up in the '90s. So, if you were in Southern California around that time, um, I don't know how it is now, but like schools were used to be really segregated, right? Asian people hung out with Asian people, Mexicans hung out with Mexicans. So, like in the '90s, like I listened to hip hop because that's what I was supposed to, right? Because that's what my designated group of people were supposed to but i always always listened to rock i had family in seattle man like i grew up oh on yeah nirvana and pearl jam and soundgarden I, I loved radiohead like from like 11 10 like i've always loved um like rock music so i i don't know i've, I've always kind of had an ear for it blink i think represented like my like real departure away from like I, i'm gonna go down this path and like I'm going to find punk and start getting into metal. It was like my real like jump into rock. But I think because it was so early on in my like rock journey that I I kind of, it feels like really, uh, I don't know, like immature <laughs> compared to the other stuff that, but on purpose it's blink. Come on. No. Yeah, um, exactly. You know what I mean? So I think I went through like a long phase of where I stopped listening to blink mm-hmm. um, because I always associated that with like, you know, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm elevating. I don't know. Right. No, um, I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. You know, so it coming back to it now, like, God, it just smacks you with nostalgia, uh, because you know it does sound like the great, like I can't, man, you put it so well, like the greatest hits album with all new songs, like mm-hmm. it, it does sound like, like what would Blink sound like in 2023, right? Yeah. But also still absolutely through and through Blink 182, exactly. Um, so yeah, even if you're mildly, if you were a fan back in the day, and you're kind of dismissing this because like, oh, that's cute. Oh, like them and sync are making a new thing. Please, please give yourself some, uh, give yourself a chance. Just listen to it because I think you will be very surprised. Um, Absolutely. I feel like uh, Blink One Eighty Two is like the pop punk Eminem. Like they can't be canceled they'll just keep pumping out yeah, whatever I mean, they feel like yeah i mean that's that's like another uh uh topic of discussion that i've noticed hasn't really come up too much lately but i noticed over the years it kind of comes and goes right it's like this you know you know let's just kind of take a quick detour and you talk about cancel culture right and you talk about this joke about you know how nobody can cancel eminem right like no matter how many times people have tried to cancel eminem like Eminem's just untouchable, right? Yeah. Um, you listen to some of Blink's older stuff, specifically the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, and you're like, Damn, "How does this still baby. exist? Like, how is this like?" Yeah. But like, I think when you really look into it, though, it's it's never mean spirited, and it's always like funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Only like it's it's only meant in a joking matter, and and none of them have ever been you know accused of being racist or anything like this, right? Yeah. It's like it's all good spirited fun. And I think that's, you find a lot of that in this album too, right? Like, even though it's mature and serious, like there are things in it that are just like, you're like, Oh my God, like turn this off is one of my favorite songs. It's so short. I love it. Like it's it's always the short songs that have the most. It's so good. I was cracking up in the, cause it's like a 12 second song. It's like so classic blink. Um, (laughs) That's, 
that like really brought me to like a whole new place like in this weird like nostalgic thing i was like oh like like this is blink like it's 23 seconds it's it's 23 seconds and it's just so funny and it it just i love the way it starts and at first when i was listening i was like wait what's this was and then it just like kept on going i was like oh my god like this is you know i was like so like i said before like i was vibing to it i was like all in into the introspection i was like yeah like my life is crazy right now but like i wouldn't change it for the world and and i still have dreams i need to accomplish yeah i can do it and there's a silly song about you know masturbation essentially comes on Mm -hmm. and you're like okay like and it takes you out of it and you just start cracking up and then you get right back into it again but that's but it's perfectly timed like it's never just like thrown in there to be like here's a shock factor song like deal with this it's not like they wrote a dice and that's and they're like yeah that's where we're gonna put this song no it's like put it strategically yeah it's all perfectly executed and there's there's the uh f face song the um which is which is pretty funny another one of those mm-hmm. short little little ditties um god i love the but, short ones yeah but but like that's one thing yeah there's a song on there called turpentine uh, oh, turpentine god. sorry yeah, so which good. is just it blows my mind like it's like it's so good but if you listen to the lyrics it's so like it has some some of the most like you know slide your mom on top of me like it's got all these weird like funny things but it's a super super impactful song and it hit me like that and anthem are the two songs that really like i was listening i was like oh my god like they're singing to me you know what i mean like it's this weird weird thing um but there's um there's a song one more time um it's it's a kind of like they're like you know their adam song they're like slower kind of ballady song man that one hit me because like you know they kind of addressed everything like it's it's uh, it's toxic it feels like we're talking about like here we are guys like look at us now you know yeah. what I mean? Like, look at all the shit we have. Did you watch lot. the video for that? Mm-mm. There's a video. Oh, damn, dude, oh, the man. video, the video. I saw the video before I I listened. That was the first time seeing it, and the video is just like this. It it literally by the end, like I was like, yeah, I don't think red. I can handle. It. <laughs> and I was like tearing up because like they what they do is they're like singing in these. You know, they have like they're in front of a blue screen, but like the blue screen is changing to like all oh, their that's the- of their videos. Yeah. And like, I was just like, my God, like, this is like, uh, it's, it's this weird thing. Cause they feel like, you know, listen, like, like, like we've said it, you know, a lot of people are just dismissing it. Blink 182 with the new album. Like it's, it's no big deal. Like it's just another band. I know people that are just like, oh, you still listen to Blink 182. Yeah. Like it's so old. Yeah. Like they've never, like, but they, they haven't had a good album in years. Yeah, I mean it's been a few years, but but like they like kind of like defined a whole generation of of not just musicians but of people, right? Like I mean, like you were talking about earlier, like they were kind of your gateway into like the the punk world, right? Like this pop punk experience, and I think them coming back together and coming out this band is a lot bigger deal to a lot of people than some people think it is. You know, I understand people don't have that connection, and that's fine. But for people like me, people like you, people you know, they still feel a connection to it, like a really, really strong connection. And it's like, you've, you've grown up with these guys. Like these guys I were might like, not have been born while they were still like making, like making music how they used to, but I still grew up listening to it because yeah. of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, I mean, it's so much different than like, if Green Day was to come out with a new album tomorrow, I'd be like, eh, that's cool. Like, it's fine. They've, you know, yeah. I'll check it out eventually. Um, but this, they, they just, they knocked it out of the park. They did uh, an incredible job and it's, it's, it's exactly where Blink should be. And it's exactly, I'm so happy that they're back. Um, it was almost a surreal experience the first day listening to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> because it was something that none of us really thought would happen again. Um, just because of all the different the infighting and stuff like that and seeing them come back together uh, one more time, perfectly like encapsulates that like it's, you know, they've, there's been a lot of issues, but um, they've overcome it and they're friends again, which is amazing. Um, I do find that some of the best music comes from the bands that do not get along. Like the more yeah. infighting there is in the band, the better mm-hmm. the music gets pretty girls make graves Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, blink obviously you know what i mean uh well i could just keep going like it's crazy they have to drive in like uh, all of these bands it's just like that kind of fury just makes some good I don't know, yeah, oasis oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah. yeah seriously 
Yeah. Um, they're back to being friends. This is more like they're back to being brothers. Oh yeah, they are 100%. And this is also, so, so they just ended their um, first U S tour. Yes. A couple nights ago at the, we were young festival in Vegas today, they announced a whole new slew of dates for next year. Um, they are coming to Portland, but we are hoping that tickets are actually affordable this time and not $400 a ticket like they were last time. Um, so we will see how will that goes. I will get in one way or another. Uh, they'll be here in July, July 13th. Have you, you seen them before? I've never seen Blink-182 in Ooh. concert, which has always been one of my biggest regrets. When they were like big at the top of their game, I was barely struggling to survive. I couldn't oh, afford man. tickets to do anything. I remember one year I was supposed to go to, it was them and no doubt. Um, <clears throat> it was Blink and no doubt were playing up in Seattle. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't get the money together. I couldn't afford it. Uh, they're one of those kind of like my white whale. Like, yeah, I saw them. Think? It was before Enema of the State. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I think Dude Ranch was out. It was at the Warp Tour in 99. So it was like Rancid, Vandals, Blink would have been so cool. Eminem, I saw Eminem back in '99. Um, he only played six songs. Somebody threw a full bottle of Sprite from like all the way in the back. It hit him right in the face. Oh. Um, he was. I just remember it, we were. It just started. It was so crazy. Everybody was waiting for Eminem. It hits him in the face. He's like, "Where? Hold up! Stop the music!" He's like, "Who threw that?" And some guy's like, "Me." He's like, "Fuck you, Cali! I'm out." He drops the mic, and that guy got beat up. That guy got beat up so imagine. bad, dude. Because that was it. It was over. Yeah. And like two people were rioting. Um, it was a crazy day. It was a crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Living End. Oh, my God. Is there an oh Australian band? I used to love oh, yeah. them, dude. dude. I saw them. I saw them one year. Um, that album? Yeah. Th- like, is such a part of me. Like, I love yeah. The Living End. Didn't the song Roll On? Yeah. 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 That was them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was one of my first times going into a pit that big. Uh, was to the living end. I looked at my friend Mark. We looked at you. We were like, we fucking have to. As soon as I get in, somebody stepped on the back of my heel. I lost the shoe. I'm like, <laughs> it was like right when we got to the concert too. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I'm like going around the mosh pit. I'm like, oh my God, I just lost my shoe. I'm like, am I going to go? Am I going to be at this whole festival all day with just one shoe? <laughs> um, and then I was frantically trying to find it. People were helping me and people were trying to block. It was so cool. Uh, it was dude, a good- I totally forgot was- about them, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking again, about man. them again. It's go back and listen because I gave them a listen recently. It's so fun, dude. The roll on is like I remember that album. Like that thing yeah. was that was huge at the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, I saw yeah we, we saw Blink. Um, and I remember people kept requesting songs, and then at some point Tom was like, "Can you guys please stop yelling song names? What do you expect us to memorize all this stuff?" that's um, <laughs> just really funny. I love that. I love that. And, um, so yeah, they're going to be going on tour again next year. So if they're coming to a city near you, go check them out. Hopefully, I'll be able to. Uh, I need them maybe I'll have play, to start a GoFundMe. I need them to play family reunion. Oh, they probably will. They probably will. Sure um, the funny thing is, though, like throughout all this hype, uh, you know, Blink hype, uh, Tom DeLonge came out with his directorial debut like three weeks ago, and and that face right there shows me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know that. Yes, so he directed a movie called Monsters of California, um, which actually looks pretty cool. It's a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, but hey, mm. Rotten Tomatoes, so we don't need to believe tomatoes? that. Um, but it's it's very um it's very like uh it's it's been described as like stranger, like a a, a modern day stranger things. It's about these kids. Of course, it has to do with UFOs and aliens. Uh, the trailer's great because it's Everything like it, with Tom deals with aliens. Yeah, the, the trailer's great because it's like it's a slow mo version of Aliens Exist, um, you know, over the soundtrack. You know, they do those kind of weird montages sometimes. Um, but it looks it looks good. It looks cool. Like I'm excited for it. I haven't seen it yet. It's available. It 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 went to like five theaters, and that, otherwise, it's uh, available on video on demand. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. it, it I think the whole everything Blink just kind of um, overshadowed that which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but um, the movie has uh, Richard Kind in it, which I don't know if you're familiar with Richard Kind, um, but you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's one of those character actors that has kind of been in, in a lot of stuff, um, but it's also got an interesting cast. It's got Casper oh. Van Dien. Um, it's got a bunch of, bunch of interesting people. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm curious to see how, what Tom's directorial skills, skills are like. Um, 
but yeah, go check that out if you guys. Uh, it's on demand right now. Monsters of California. Um, looks fun. Looks 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 like a a good time. Uh, speaking of movies, speaking of box office, let's just quickly quickly touch on the subject of Miss Taylor Swift. Um, hmm. dominating the box office right now. It's insane. Like nobody can touch her. Killers You're kidding, of the right. What about being untouchable? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, no, she's like her, her her movie is is doing things. Even Christopher Nolan's like, yeah, that's like that's amazing. Like this is what cinema needs. Like this is how important movie theaters are because of Taylor Swift. Not even because of Oppenheimer. He came out with Oppenheimer. Was like, no, people want to be able to see their favorite pop stars on the big screen doing their concerts. And this thing's been selling out like crazy. It's all, it only plays like four nights a week. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. So it's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, which is kind of a smart move. Um, but yeah, this weekend, it even topped the box office with uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, it beat out Scorsese at the box office, uh, which is a feat, you know, in and of itself. Um, but this movie's ruling the box office. And I'm curious what you think about this, Christian. Do you think, do you think this will kind of become a trend? Because uh, I know Beyonce is actually coming out with the concert film early next year. Um, and I'm wondering, do you, do you think like this is a good, do you think, do you like this idea? Is this something that you're interested in? Would you ever go see one of your favorite bands in a movie theater with a bunch of other fans? I want to go see the Eras yeah. tour. I mean, this is an opportunity for a lot of people that couldn't get tickets. So I think this is really cool. You know what I mean? Um, there are a lot of Swifties out there and like, uh, this makes sense. Also going straight to AMC and kind of cutting out the, the, uh, Again, another like hardcore punk rock loop by Taylor Swift, man. Yeah. Like this this woman is just making all the right choices. Uh and good for her on top. She's destroyed everything with the Eras tour. This she owned the NFL this year oh, just by yeah. existing. Um, <laughs> and then now this, like it's crazy, man. What can't she do? Like she did. Yeah. It's her world. We're just, we're just. She's directing a movie too. I think it comes out next year. Uh, She's she's been trying, like for a long time, been working in storytelling. She's been directing her videos for a long time. You know what I mean? She's been on that creative, like filmmaking thing for a while. So like, that's really exciting. I don't doubt her for a second. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, she's look at her track record. Dude, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's just the numbers alone. Like why would anybody bet against her? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like it's it's really exciting and and good for her to do this for other artists. Like she's paved the way. Like what she did with the whole Taylor's version of everything, what she's doing now, she's just she just keeps fucking opening doors. Like yeah. not only is she breaking a glass, then she's opening. She's like letting everybody in. Um, and thank you, cool. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's so cool. So. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think the same thing. Um, well, my my other question is, um. How badly do you think the studios are worried that, like, <laughs> you know, this this shows that, like, how important studios are, right? Like, they I mean, they're, they're basically being presented as a middleman. I mean, and that's the thing, right? I think over time, more and more people do this when you have independent film companies coming out with their own movies um, that are successful. Like, you look at something like A24 or any of those guys, you know, those guys are breaking the box office with their movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. These bigger studios, they don't, I mean, they do have a leg to stand on, right? Obviously we still go watch their movies. We depend on them. We do, you know, Disney, Marvel, DC, all these things, right? Big, 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 you know, corporations who we, we do go watch their movies and we do pay attention yeah. to them. Um, but I mean, I think, I think it will hit a point where, you know, especially with the strikes and everything go on, going on right now, uh, the actor strike, oh, the actor strike is still going on a hundred yeah. strong. Um, I think, um, God, I, I don't know. The studios need to, they need to figure this out or else yeah. these, these actors, these people are just going to go do their own thing, right? They're just going to bypass the studio system and they're going to create mm-hmm. their own stuff. So speaking of which, like of the, the like musical artist thing in the theaters, I know like, Earlier this year, I think at the end of last year, um, Dana had to do it was a work thing like she they were testing a a 3D thing in IMAX, but it was basically a Megan the Stallion thing. Um, Dana like literally knows nothing about Megan the Stallion. She was like, it was cool, I guess she sticks her tongues out a lot. Um, (laughs) But like, um, so you know what I mean? I I think especially like you were saying during the strike, this might be like a really good way for them to continue to bring in revenue 
without like crossing anything you know what i mean it's just we'll just let's yeah. focus on music you know what i mean that could be really cool um if they can dig up old footage like how cool would that get to, if we got to see like like i don't know something from a beatles tour you know what i oh, mean dude. or like an old jackson five thing you know what i mean like some crazy yeah. stuff where like like you don't normally get to see like yeah you know. i think that'd be fantastic and i think i do think that this is a good um gauge for the future of what's going to be in store for movies you know what right. i mean for for theaters i think you know before it came to disney plus like hamilton was supposed to release in theaters actually this year exactly where i was going to go with this yeah. like november of this year so it technically we wouldn't see it till next month right it wouldn't be released in theater which is insane to me like insane that they were holding on to it for that long um but yeah like something like hamilton like it could have you know they're going to start using those kind of things to show in theaters um i think um, it's no go ahead go ahead it's i'm gonna change the subject so no you no. go first oh no I, I just think it's really smart and i think it's a good idea and i do think that um that they that they should uh absolutely look into it more and yeah. even like you know they were talking about you know they they were talking about doing it with like finales of tv shows and like you know season premieres and stuff like that you know i think that'd be really fun too they did that with ahsoka and like yeah they, they they test yeah. that out every now and they then. did and it, it works pretty well but um but anyways yeah so that's kind of some quick thoughts on that what were you gonna say christian so i uh kind, kind of related because it's still about the strike um two-parter did you watch the last up last um or actually the last, last SNL, not this last one with Bad Bunny, but the one with Pete Davidson. I did his, not. His monologue, just check out his monologue. I, my God, I cannot believe Lauren let him do that. Uh, but, oh, so good. Uh, also, how is SNL going? How is that happening? Oh, with the, with the, the cast and everything like that? Yeah. I think. Because I do not do not understand. Right. That's a good question, actually. I don't know. Uh, that's a very good question. Because I, I kind of get like the late night stuff, but then like SNL, they're, they're SAG actors. So it's like, is this something different? Or like, I, I'm not understanding like how they're getting to do this during the strike. Yeah, I don't know if SNL is, so I know it's it's NBC and it's Universal, but I don't know if it's an independent, like if Lauren Michaels is the, I, I think Lauren, it's Lauren's show, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I'm assuming he can take it anywhere if he wanted to. And I think possibly what could be happening is there, he's abiding by SAG's demand. Oh, okay, I see. Okay. Right, like like a lot of the other, like some of the smaller studios have been doing lately. Right. Uh, A24, I brought up A24 mm -hmm. earlier, but they've even, they're even like, yeah, we'll like, you know, pay every, we'll do everything according to what SAG wants, um, which is amazing. And I think more, but I, I'm wondering, I wonder though, if that's what Lauren is doing. I, I, I wouldn't put it past Lauren. I bet um, he, yeah, of course oh, he would. Like, it's an institution. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I mean, I don't think he'd have an issue with it. And I feel like he'd be more understanding than most when it comes to actors and performers and stuff like that, as far as what they need and what they deserve. Absolutely. 100%. So uh, it is interesting that I'm going to look more into that because I'm very, very curious. Yeah. I don't know. Also, yeah. Do check out Pete's month. I'm a I, Pete fan. I know a lot of people are not fans of Pete Davis. I like Pete. I, I like him. I, I actually like this movie. Pretty. King of Staten Island. King of Staten Island. Yeah, that was good. Um, like he's a nice guy. Man. He's a cool guy. I, I don't know. He's not there. I don't I don't really understand the reason why people hate him so much. Anyway, I also Neither do I um, that monologue. Uh, oh, uh, it's crazy that he got away with it. It's, it's not for everybody, but my God, I was. I'm going to check it out for sure. Oh, now I need to check it out. Uh, it is. Check it out. Um, Wildly inappropriate. <laughs> and he'll love it. Yeah, this kid will love it then. Um, <clears throat> I think I want to bring up. Um, so one of my favorite like movie and movie sequels are Paddington and Paddington 2. And that's not even a joke. That's like legitimately like Paddington 2 is a freaking masterpiece. And I won't argue about it because it's true. Um, so good. Um, anyways, there's a third one coming out. Paddington in Peru comes out. We got a, a release date for it in the United States, which is January 17th, 2025. Oh. But it will be releasing in the UK November 8th, 2024. Um, so I need to get my tickets to go to the UK. <laughs> Before it's spoiled for me forever. Um, well, oh, God damn it. I won't have a passport by then. <laughs> no, you won't have a passport by then. Um, so, yeah, some fun release date news. Um, 
Also, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is out. I don't know if any of y'all have played it yet. Uh, it came out for the Switch on the 20th of October. Uh, super, super fun game. Which I'm having was a blast also with it. overshadowed by the other game that came out. I don't think it was overshadowed, though. I think they're two different kind of... They're two completely different markets, I think. I watched both stuff for Mario and Spider-Man on TikTok, yeah, well, and I've only seen stuff for Spider-Man. So, Christian, I have a question Very about that. What do Mario you think Wonder. about that? Do you think... So, we had Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Wonder that released on the same day. Do you feel like those two were in competition with each other at all? No, I don't. I, I think people that bought Super Mario probably didn't even know that a Spider-Man game came out, and vice right. versa. I think for Spider-Man people didn't even know that a Mario game came out. Um, you know, I find that like Nintendo fans, there are people that only play Nintendo games. Like I have, I know a lot of people that only like, mm. are, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I get that. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Marcel the Shell came out the same weekend as. Oh, I love Marcel the Shell. You know what I mean? Like as like, a, I'm trying to think of another. No, I know what you mean, though. Uh, Sisu, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, Sisu took away. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's two different audiences. So, um, and it, yeah, two different consoles, two different. It's a whole different thing. But two huge, huge. Um, what's it called? RIPs. RIPs, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Absolutely, 100%. The movement so. for Spider-Man 2 looks insane. Oh, it looks great. It looks fantastic. I'm I'm excited to play it. But, I, you know me, I get overwhelmed easily yeah. when it's super massively open world. I haven't even finished the first one because... I got that first one. Oh, so good. I I cannot... I, I haven't finished it, but I know what happens. For get... those, those of you that remember, the first Spider-Man game dropped the same year as Red Dead 2. Um, two emotionally devastating games like, oh yeah i played red dead I, the, the fucked up thing about red dead is they tell you at the beginning like this is how this is going to go down yeah. you know the whole time and it doesn't take away how yeah. devastating that is Ugh. i'll play spider-man 2 for the playstation 2 the one based off the movie <laughs> oh no. uh, okay i'll play that Cla- one. it's a classic it's a classic it's a classic um nothing against spider like i love open world games but like i need something that's a little you bit more linear I need linear, and that's where the Assassin's Creed series fell off for me. But I, I know Mirage is supposed to be a return to form, so I'm really excited for that eventually. Like semi open world, a sandbox. It's more yeah. of a sandbox than an open world, um, which I really love. I love the idea of being able to kind of do have some freedom, but still have like a direction to go to, which I love because my ADD, my ADHD does not. There, there is that issue in those open sandbox worlds because they try to like you choose. You can do whatever you want, but then also have like a sense of urgency. So it's, you know what I mean? Cause like, there's, how can I have sense of urgency if you're allowing me to do whatever? I'm like, I don't care about saving that woman right now because I need to find newspaper clippings. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of this weird balance with those open world games. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. No, 100%. I completely agree. So um, yeah, we'll play Spider-Man 2 eventually. I have... Spider-Man and Batman related question for you guys. What? Catwoman or Black Cat? Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah. What is wrong with you two? What's wrong with you? Okay, let's... Everything. Selena or Felicia? Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close, dude. Not even close. But Um, yeah, go check out Spider-Man. Go check out uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um... Okay, so here's what I'm going to talk about with Killers of the Flower Moon. I have not seen it yet, and I have, I do have every intention to eventually see it when it comes to Apple TV+. Plus. Um, listen, I realized that my, so this is me personally, right? So like people always use the example, they're like, hey, all right, you can binge watch a show, right? You can watch three or four hours or something, no problem. I, I, I knew where we were going. Okay. Yeah, but, but I cannot I cannot ask them like I can maybe watch one episode of like a 30 45 minute show and then like maybe an hour but I won't be able to watch like consecutive episodes of something not unless we take you down to the chair exactly I cannot do three and a half hours I'm sorry Scorsese I'm sorry I think the last three yeah, hours we can watch Titanic. Scorsese yeah we watched it in parts and that's not even three hours long 
Avatar, The Way of Water. Mm. My God. Three hours and 12 minutes was way too long for that movie. It was that long. Yeah, it was three hours and 12 minutes. Like we literally went in at noon and came out at like six. Okay. I know. Just just shut up. Don't even try to do the math there. But that's what it felt like. Okay. That's not math. It does not. It does not match. But but like, so so I'm I'm also of the opinion that like, yeah, I'm totally cool with movies being over three hours. I'm not like against movies being three hours long. I'm not like a you know, I'm not like saying, hey, movies should not be three hours long. I feel like if it's if it fits the plot and the movies need to breathe and they there's enough stuff in there to pad out three hours, three and a half hours, fine, totally cool. I do I do I bring back intermissions, <laughs> bring yeah, back right. something. Like, I don't know. I I I listen. Endgame. I think Endgame was close to three hours, right? Yeah. But like the thing with Endgame, it's or just even the pacing was so fast, pacing, so it was crazy. The pacing was so yeah. fast that you didn't even realize what you were, mm. what was going on. Um, Spider Verse. Spider Verse almost hit three hours. The the new, Damn, I didn't yeah, even know that. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse was was two two thirty something. Three hours and one for Endgame, and yeah, how long is Across the Spider Verse? Um, I think it was like two so, forty. I th- yeah, I think it was like two forty, right? What are you typing in? Two hour, two twenty. Okay, sorry, it's two twenty. Okay, two twenty. So it wasn't that bad. Um, John Wick four though, that was long. That, that felt long too, and I, I. But it was a good kind I, of long. And I have no like, I I do want to see it, and I'm super excited to see it. It looks great, Robert. You know, Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, uh Glads. What's her name? Uh. Lily Gladstone was that her name? Yeah, yeah. She looks like trailer is just so powerful, dude. So good, dude. The song that they use and then the slow mo of them dancing in the mud, like just that alone. It looks, it looks gorgeous, and I look forward to seeing it. Three hours and twenty six minutes, though, man, is too is it's a lot for me. Uh, Even Oppenheimer was three hours. Yeah, Oppenheimer was three hours. I had trouble. I had struggled with that one. Uh, Good movie. But it just it it was it okay. It, so we struggled more with John Wick than Oppenheimer, but that had everything to do with the time. So like we right. walked into John Wick at a, the show was at eleven. Obviously, there's thirty minutes of trailer, so it's like really eleven thirty. We were out of there. It was like two. So Dana was getting so antsy. It at the end of the movie, there's a stair scene, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, you basically know, oh, we're getting to the end. So she's like. Oh my god, finally we get to go home. And then, spoiler alert, he falls down the stairs a lot. To tell to tell you how fucking as, as incredibly angry Dana got. As she was just like, as soon as he started falling down, she's like, oh my god. Oh my god. She was just so mad because it was like we were so close to coming home and now he's falling down the stairs right now. You got just do that thing already. Like you gotta give him props though. He is filled with bullet holes and he is yeah. somehow walking. That just made it co- that that fall down the stairs was comedy to me. It would that might have been a three stew just to me because I was dying <laughs> laughing. It was great. It was the funniest thing to um, me. Um just real quick though, I, I do want to bring up a poll that was conducted by the journal, um, which is an outlet. Um they did uh over eight thousand responses. Um they kind of did a, a poll on movie length and what the perfect movie length is. Uh two hours is kind of the limit for the biggest segment of the population, which is 34.3% of the population followed by two and a half hours by 27. And that's 27.9%. Three hours and four four plus hours were neck and neck at 12.5 and 12.3% respectively. Well, 90 minutes or less and a three and a half hour limit both scored in the single digits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm of the mind. So honestly, so if I was to go to the movies right now, right, and I'm like, Killers of the Flower Moon, three hours and 26 minutes. Um, I've Trolls, um, <laughs> whatever, 86 minutes. I'm going to Trolls, okay? I mean, and that's just the way it is. I, I, I it's, it's, man, I don't know. I, I, and, and listen, I'm not I'm not doing this just to bitch about movie length times, but for me personally, I feel like three and a half hours should be a miniseries. I feel like it should at least be like, you know, and I feel like if you're going for three and a half hours anyways, 
do turn it into a mini series, like do a four or five hour cut and just do like episodes, right. That are hour long. That's how I feel about it. Cause I feel like that's there. And I feel like from people who have seen the movie, they're like, yeah, I do kind of wish there was more to it, like more padding to it. And they could have easily been a mini series. Um, let's shout out really quickly. Some of the shorter movies this year. Um, Sisu, that was pretty short, right? That was like closer to like 96 minutes, I think. I think so. Yeah. We, we saw, um, uh, let me see. Oh, God. Avatar, eat shit. You were over three hours. So that Dude. sucks. Um, Puss in Boots, hour 43. Thank Perfect. you. I know That's that was good. last year. Two hour, uh, man. Yeah. I'm not going to give you any praise. <laughs> Creed 3, under two hours. Was it really? Yeah, it was uh, an hour 56. John Wick chapter four was five, seven hours. Air, an hour 52. Dungeons and Dragons 214. I think 214 is kind of like my perfect action. See, that, that movie didn't feel that long at all. I didn't, no. I didn't get that from that at all. Looking back, also, I think I'm putting that in my top five of the year. Um, oh, it's good. I, it was so much fun. It's good. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I three, three. I know. Super Mario, uh, 92 minutes. Perfect. Thank you. See, that's... Yeah. Sisu, 91 minutes. Dude, Thank you. Shout out Sisu. But I was afraid you can go to hell. That movie sucked anyway. <laughs> Um, Guardians was long, but I loved it. Spider Man, oh, um, Spider Man across the Spider Verse flew by, man. It just like by. I wasn't yeah. ready for it to end when it ended. Like no, I was like, more. wait, like I thought it was going to keep going for a little bit. I knew it was going to be a to be continued, but that was perfect because it just like, yeah. leaves you wanting. That was actually yeah. pretty perfect. Yeah, the Flash was two and a half. No hard feelings. Now we're forty five. I think um, Asteroid City one forty five. Indiana Jones was two and two and a half. Ooh, I didn't realize. I feel like it was two and a half. Uh, and then shout out to Joyride, one thirty, an hour thirty-five. Oh, Joyride! So, I love Joyride. We we got a couple of good nineties in there, so think, thank you. How long was Saw? Saw X was probably about two hours. My question is, how long was Bottoms? Bottoms. Oh yeah, sure. that had to be like an hour and a half. I can't. That had I, to be a ninety also. Yeah, that was that was a good like tight like like hour and a half at least. Yeah, oh, I love Bottoms. and Ninja Turtles too. Ninja Turtles was also. Oh yeah, short. that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. shout out to all the short movies, and all your long 32. movies for what Bottoms? Bottoms. Oh yeah, hour thirty two. Yeah, that's yeah, about. that's perfect. Um, gosh, I mean, just real quick though, what are your thoughts? Like, are you willing to go sit in the theater for three and a half hours? And watch this it? is the reason why we haven't seen it already. Um, we would have watched it because it's the same. I I literally would I I would much rather I'd pay to watch a shittier movie for yeah. less time. Um, it's just like when you see something and you're like, oh, it's only ninety. Let's go, and then you see something and it's like oh, it's three hours. I don't know. I get like a wave of anxiety of like, oh, yeah. Like think about it. It like, depends on the circumstances and like how much I enjoyed the trailer of the movie. I mean, but here's the thing. I loved that trailer for yeah. Killer of the Flower Moon, but that's like, oh, dude, oh. three and a half. Like, even you had said you wanted to see it. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about it and it looked good. Like, it looked really good. We had seen the yeah, trailer. But, and like, comparing that to like how I felt like going, wanting to go and like watch Endgame, it wasn't like that buildup of like excitement of like, I want to go and watch this right, but if it, now. Right, but if it was flowers, if the Killers of Flower Moon was like a two-hour movie, oh, I I'd be there. We would have seen. I'd be happier. Yeah, but I think because it's a a three-hour talkie, you know, like is why it's like, oof. yeah, like a three-hour action movie. I'm there. Right, like John Wick, right? Um, You know, or Endgame, right? Like the those big action movies, like it's just compounded. Like you don't even realize it. But then you're also like drained of all your endorphins. 100%. Absolutely. And listen, listen, before anyone listening to this is like, oh, they they don't like movies because they don't like, that's not what this is, right? This is just our personal things about going to watch three and a half hour movies. I think any artist should be able to do movies as long as they want. doesn't mean I'm going to go see them particularly. I still haven't seen Midsommar because it's so long, to be honest with you. You I have a Midsommar. I have not seen Midsommar. Same. Same. The thing that stopped me from watching it, chapter two, was the length. And that movie's almost three. I think it's two forty-five. Okay, I'm not going to sit through a three-hour. I, I like horror is this whole other thing. Like horror, I feel like an hour and a half, ninety minutes. 
90 to maybe 100 minutes is like the perfect thing for it. Right? Otherwise, you're just dragging it out. I have not seen Midsummer. I have not seen it either, but for different. I have not seen it because I fucking hated Bo is Afraid. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't care less. Midsummer came out before. I still don't get the same director. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was That movie sucked. Yeah. Um, that's just me. I'm sure some you guys might watch. Bo's yeah, Afraid and love it. Um, I think Nick might really, really like it. Nick is shout out. Um, because yeah. uh, I I don't know maybe maybe he'll hate it too I don't know um did he get to watch it yet I don't know I don't think he did I don't think he's watched it yet but yeah because we'll I know he wanted just, to um, yeah we'll definitely discuss it when he does if he does um but yeah um so yeah let us know what you guys think about longer movies are you gonna are you more likely to go see are you gonna go watch Flower Colors of the Flower Moon are you looking forward to longer movies do you enjoy it do you think they should bring back Intermission. I think intermission is fantastic. I think it's great. I really, really think that they should. Um, May but, um, I bring up something real fast? Uh, CD Projekt Red is looking to license out like fields for like either a TV show or movie for Cyberpunk 2077. Like a live action one. You I know, back, speaking of like a Cyberpunk uh, live action TV show, back when they announced that they were doing the Lord of the Rings show, which sucks, by the way. Um, they also announced a Judge Dread, uh, 2018. Oh my Dread. gosh, that would be amazing! And that never happened. I, I was so excited for that. It was supposed to be stories about, like, you know, about Mega City One, it, which is super cyberpunky. Uh, you know what I mean? That would have been really cool to see, and we never got it. I think, like, I- I'd love to see that, but t- like, the reality of making a cyberpunk TV show live action is like, it sounds astronomical. Like the mm-hmm. the if you get like an Amazon to just throw down like a couple hundred million, that would be amazing. You know, if 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 like HBO would do that, I think that would be great. But I think like you know what they're doing with like Edge Runner is probably like because they can go so much bigger with animation. You know, true. So it sucks how they ended that because they could have done so much more with it. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully they, um, you know, do some really, really good stuff um, with that. Um, All right. So to wrap things up, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about horror. Like I said, this is coming out around Halloween time. We have a few more days. I know a lot of you guys have already got your Halloween watch list put together and you all have watched a lot of the stuff. Um, But we still have one more weekend before Halloween. Um, So... I just kind of want to talk about some things that some gems that I really enjoy watching that aren't typically Halloween fair, but movies that I really, really enjoy and really, really think other people should watch. Um, I have a couple mainly on here that I really enjoy. Um, first one I want to just kind of bring up is a movie called Final Girls, which I really, really, really thoroughly enjoy. It's a horror comedy. Um, and it's basically, it's, it's, it's got uh tr- not the now i gotta forget listen i'm really bad with names so i apologize um but it's a very very uh funny and campy movie let me just pull up the uh the cast is here uh it's got uh tasa farmiga tasa Farmiga. i don't know how to say her name she's an american horror story she's in a bunch of other stuff uh it's got malin ackerman who's fantastic. I think she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Um, Adam Devine's in it. Thomas Middleditch is in it. Uh, Alexander Ludwig is in it. Um, He's a a great actor, but basically... So funny. What's that? That guy's so funny. Oh, Um, he's great. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. Um, And basically the the movie is, is, um, you know, it's about a mom and daughter and... At the very, this isn't a spoiler because it happens at the beginning of the movie, but the mom's this old, she's an actress and she was in this um, this horror franchise back in the late 70s, early 80s called Camp Bloodbath. Think like uh, Friday the 13th, kind of like grimy, you know, um, you know, grindhouse style uh, movies um, or movie. And it comes, becomes this cult classic. And anyways, the, the mom, she passes away and the daughter and her friends kind of get sucked. They go to this um, anniversary screening of the movie and through ways that I can't even describe because they never describe it in the movie, they actually get sucked into the movie. Um, so they're kind of like trying to figure out why the hell they're there and, and how it, to get out and how to get out of the movie. So they're kind of timing all these, like, you know, how the kills are supposed to happen and stuff like that. And they're trying to <laughs> save people before they get killed. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's just, it's super funny. 
um it's 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 got some really cool horror elements to it the killer his billy he's got this really cool mask and this movie does some really really cool visual things that i absolutely love like there's one scene in the movie where they're going into a flashback scene and uh you know you when you're watching it on screen it just turns to black and white but in the movie because they're in the movie like the whole world around them starts become turning into black and white. So you see these weird things dripping from the ceiling and it's almost like water. So it essentially just wipes the screen to like black and white. Um, and it just looks really, really cool. Uh, the ending has some really, really cool uh, visuals with the sky and everything and this weird magical element to it, which I thought was just really, really a lot of fun and really great. Um <clears throat> So that's one of my favorites. Had to buy it on Blu-ray. It's not streaming anymore, but um, uh, highly recommend checking out if you haven't yet. It's called Final Girls, and it's a good time. It's just a really fun Halloween movie. Um, yeah, I think it's only like PG-13 too, which is really cool. Surprisingly. Surprisingly, surprisingly, yes. You're going to watch it and you'll be like, this isn't PG-13, but it's PG-13. Uh, there's some pretty um, old school um I wouldn't say there's not a lot of sex in it. It's just implied mm -hmm. sex and a lot mm -hmm. of sexual humor. Um, that's one. Christian, do you have any that you? Um, I was going to do something a little different. I was going to recommend uh, some cool reading material, some comics. Um, so uh, let's start off, obviously, Hellboy. If you've never read Hellboy before, um, the brilliance of what makes Hellboy so good, uh, uh, he just takes Hellboy and plugs him into existing like mythology. So you get to see like Norse mythology or Japanese mythology. It's always ghosts. It's always goblins. Uh, he goes yeah. to hell. It's awesome. Like what better um, this? Um, obviously anything H.P. Lovecraft. If you're an H.P. Lovecraft fan, you're going to love Hellboy. If you're an H.P. Lovecraft fan, you're probably already uh, reading this. Now, this is a little bit different, but I still think uh, because it's about death, um, day trippers. This is like mm -hmm. my big thing that I always... Kevin, have you read this before? I've not read it, but I've heard a lot oh of it. Oh my God, dude. So um, again, so this is the best way that I can describe this. This is a, a book about death. Uh, it's a it's a book about life through the eyes of death, right? Like appreciating... Oh, cool. like, like if you think about like today, like today was a normal day, right? Like whatever. But like if you happen to know that you're going to die at the end of the day, that changes everything, right? So yeah. those things that are so mundane are now really important. So it's kind That's of like that. Um, like really, that. really interesting. I had a friend like lend this to me. And like, I remember she messaged me. She's like, dude, can you bring that tomorrow? I need it back. And I was like, oh, fuck, I hadn't read it. It was one in the morning. I stayed up till three reading it. And I, I just stayed up because I couldn't. Oh, I was so cool. inspired after that. Like, it was just like, I can't waste my life. Like sleeping. What the hell? Uh, so anyway, um, still, it's a little bit Halloween-y, but this is, it's just a good read. So those are my- That's ones. cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a couple, just a couple other quick ones. Host. I don't know if y'all have seen Host, but Host is amazing. It's not even an hour. Speaking of short movies, it's like 57 minutes, I think. And it's super effective. It's actually considered to be the scariest movie of all time now. They've done, you know, studies with- scientific studies before it was sinister for a long time and then this movie comes along and blows it out of the water it's a tight 57 minutes the artistry behind it is just they shot it during quarantine over zoom oh and it's, it's that one. Oh, yeah that. Oh, yeah god that one <laughs> and it's super effective and it's really good and super, i highly highly that recommend is extremely effective yeah like that movie and it was it came out at the perfect time because that's when everyone was trapped in their houses so they couldn't go anywhere so watching a movie about being trapped in your house while on zoom meetings and stuff like that and Thank being god tortured god. by a demons absolutely terrifying thank god i wasn't using zoom for school no i know absolutely um and there's a couple other little ones here tucker and dale versus evil i love that movie i don't know if anyone's Hilarious. ever seen it yeah um it's great have you seen it christian i have not i have a friend who swears by that movie dude I'll that movie this oh, this movie is brilliant it's well, absolutely you're about to have another friend yeah i i love <laughs> tucker and dale versus evil um we just watched it again uh yesterday little monsters on hulu um lapita nyong'o uh super oh, funny I haven't seen that yet yeah it, seen it's that. great it's josh gad listen say what you will about josh gad people give him crap people don't like him for some reason uh, we're talking olaf here you know from from frozen this guy is just the the best he plays the best like jerk like he's like the the 
the quintessential, like he plays like this kid show host um, who looks quickly loses a persona because he's losing his, he doesn't want to get eaten by zombies. And um, it's, he just, he's brilliant and he's so funny. Um, Again, Lupita Nyong'o, she's incredible. I love her in everything. Like she's just incredible and she's great in this. She's super funny. She's just brilliant in it. I love her. Um, and the whole cast is great. And you have kid zombies, you have adult zombies, you have all kinds of zombies. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of Taylor Swift thrown in there for good measure um, for a reason. A lot of Shake It Off, actually, because they're playing Shake It Off. That's a kid's favorite song. And on last, a ukulele. On a ukulele. And last but not least, I know a lot of people have seen this one, but I do feel like it's slightly underrated. Um, Cabin in the Woods. I think Cabin in the Woods mm. is just phenomenal. It's it's one of my favorite modern horror movies. It does everything right. Uh, and it's just, it's, I don't know. It's incredible. It's great. I absolutely love it. Uh, so go check out Cabin in the Woods uh, if you haven't yet. It's got some great monster stuff in it. It's got some great demon stuff in it got some great magic stuff in it. it's it's kind of got all these really it's great got everything yeah it's got the um you know the unstoppable killer the slasher elements monster elements it's got everything in it and it's just this perfect just this perfect puzzle box of of, of just insanity and i absolutely love it have you seen cabin in the woods you've seen cabin in the woods i'm not the horror guy yeah i'm the i know that's the one that i definitely need well, to see because i know the premises is Cabin in the Woods, yeah. I wouldn't say, like, Cassie, my wife, she hates horror. Like, horror's not her favorite, but she'll watch. She loves Cabin in the Woods. Like, there's some, like, horror movies that she, like, yeah. loves. I, I know um, that's one of those. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. And it's it's just such a brilliant concept, such a great thing. Even the opening titles are a jump scare. Like, it's insane. <laughs> like, there's, like, it's, it just, like, it just makes you jump a little. You're like, what the heck? But, yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. So, Go check those out. Let us know what are some of your favorite uh, horror movies that you don't think a lot of people are watching or what are your, some of your favorite horror movies in general? Um, I'd also just have to throw in there Halloween 3 because it's brilliant and a lot of people hate it, but it's one of my favorites. So, um, yeah, there's no Michael Myers, but, you know, whatever. There's 13, I mean, either 13 or 12 Halloween movies. Yeah, I think there's 13 now. Yeah, I think there's 13. Anyways, guys. I just dropped my pencil, but that's okay. That's our show, everyone. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for checking out the show. Um, Christian, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Christian Nacorda. Come find me. Yep. And you can find me on Kevin underscore Hoskinson on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, the, the TikTok, and everywhere else. Um, and also you can find my, my stuff on pastraminationcom Got some Blink-182 stuff on there. Got some other stuff on there. Um, got some movie reviews. Got to check out Saw X and Exorcist Believer, um, which I uh, have reviews up for those now on the site. And uh, yeah, so also some other fun stuff coming up. So definitely um, go check out pastramination.com. And um, yeah, do you have anything to add, Elijah? They're not going to find you online because you're not allowed to give out your No, but you'll find me packing iron trying to take down these big mega corpse. Yeah, there you go. All right, you guys. Thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for listening. And as always, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye. <laughs>